Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. Joining me on episode 47 is co-host, this man you know on Twitter is DT. Welcome to the show, Jeb. Hey, Pete. How's things? With 10 teams still requiring a buy, what are you looking at for the next few rounds? Well, mate, oh, look, we I'm trying to avoid these averages. So where I can, I'm going to flip the players with poor averages. Um... Look, and I've got a few problems, but I think that's got to be the mentality for overall rank and and, and pick players with the ceiling. Um, and Luke McDonald's probably a good example. But again, he's got a poor average in the by the week after. So just looking to flip those those average scores that um, that are automatic at the start of each round. Plenty of planning for sure. Okay, with six trades to work with before round 15, there is an opportunity to trade out low averages prior to that time. But again, those trades need to be locked in prior to game one each round, Jep. Yeah, so there's the risk, and, and with that, um, we just need that bench cover, that one emergency per line um, to make sure there's no major disaster. And, yeah, we um, we should be okay. We haven't had any major disasters all season. But, um, yeah, this condensed fixture now is going to test us. Adelaide and Brisbane are on a bye this week. There goes targeting opposition plays against Adelaide for round 14, Jet. Yeah, it's a bit of a bugger, but, you know, look, there's other plenty of other teams that give up um, a heap of points and, um, you know, even the good teams like Richmond, you know, Gaff, Gaff will have his free run this week. Hopefully the conditions uh, suit clean possession football. The Crows play Hawthorne, GWS, Carlton and Richmond to finish the season, Jet couple of players from any of those teams that come to mind, Jep? Um, probably, oh, look, I think even the youngsters like Riccardi, so Riccardi in two weeks against Adelaide, you'd think he'd be a shoe in there. Um, we've got oh, Hawthorne, oh, midfielders, Tom Mitchell should have a field day. He doesn't mind a confidence boost every now and then. Carlton, Patrick Cripps definitely will get off the chain. Um, Keys hasn't been tagging too hard, love, late. And then, yeah, Richmond, well, that will be a free run and, and probably an even spread of scores amongst the team. So, look, I think a week-by-week basis. Um, but, yeah, don't look just at the Crows. I think look at other teams as well and who's who else is giving out heaps of points. Hawthorne, Essendon and West Coast play day one of rounds 14 and 15. How important is that when working at trade targets, Jep? Oh, for sure, and, and vice-captain options too. You know, like we we can pull the trigger early on our VC or we can pull it late. So um, it's just the planning with the rolling lockout is, is far more intense and, um, and that's going to continue for the rest of the season. Make sure you're following at AFR Ratings on Twitter for updates to maintain a strong fantasy game. While your opponents are still trying to work through news and information, you're in here crushing it. If you'd like a chance of scoring a plus six podcast cap, just retweet any podcast link that is in out via Twitter. We're going to give a few more away at the end of the season. This week on episode 47, Jeppa and I will talk about key players ahead of rounds 14 and 15. Reminder, episode 48 next week will be two games into round 15. Keep in mind we're recording this podcast late on Tuesday night, August 25. Make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. Remember, Jeppa and I are focused on overall rank in AFL Fantasy 
At times, more often than not probably, we will have differing opinions. Episode 47, Jeb, the weather forecast for Round 14 looks absolutely great. Adelaide, Rolly O'Brien, 83 average. Can we lock him in this week with a decent run to finish the season? It's probably the safe bet this round. We've got, um, you know, Gorn likely coming back from the injury. So any other Ruckman other than Grundy that's come to mind and scream out. Yeah, Strape had a great game last weekend, but can he maintain it? So you'd, you'd almost lock away that 83 and get on with it. Matt Crouch, 103 average, last four. Hard to ignore. Your thoughts? Oh, look, not for me. Not where Adelaide's at. And, and we don't know how the season will finish. Early surgeries... Um, and obviously Matt Crouch and his relationship with his brother and where Brad's going, it's not too risky. Rory Laird, 77.8 average is good enough not to trade out this week, especially for a defender score. Yeah, if you've got him, you keep him, obviously. Um, but if you don't have him, I'd, um, I wouldn't be targeting him this week to lock in 77. You'd target someone with a high ceiling. On the Brisbane, Lockie Neal. C or no C with 103 points, firstly. And secondly, a trade target for non-owners this week, Jeff. Two questions there. Your thoughts? Well, I think, what about the VC? So we, we lock in a VC and then make the decision later. Um, that's how I'm sort of leading towards. But, um, yeah, look, over 100, let's be honest, has been a pretty decent score for a captain all season. So you'd almost lock that away. Um, and there, trade him in. Of course you trade him in. He gets a rest now. He comes back fresh next week and, and gearing up for the business part of the season. Dane Zorko, 80.2 average. That's acceptable for round 14 as an average, you think? Oh, for sure, yep. Locked, in, locked away. Um, he's only getting, again, probably another player that will benefit from the rest. Oscar McInerney. For those that grabbed Oscar a couple of rounds ago for Max Gorn, the time is now likely to move him on with a 56.4 average chip. Yeah, for sure. You can't hold that. Um, you've got to move that and and target those that you want. On to Carlton. Patrick Cripps, 688k. Is that cheap enough, Jeff? Uh, it is. I have, I've studied Carlton a bit in their run home, and I don't mind it from Cripps' point of view. So, yeah, I don't... I think that's that can be a wise move for those looking for the cheaper pre-rates. Ed Kerno at the same price, 98 points average in his last two. Your thoughts? Yeah, again, I, I'd probably put... Obviously, Ed's the um, the shadow of Cripps, but he, he does all the grunt and hard work. So, yeah, I'd probably go Ed ahead of Cripps, to be fair. Sam Doherty, 71 average from his last two rounds. What are your thoughts here for a highly-owned defender, Jeff? If I'm ranked in the top 300, I'm moving on. If And I assume those in the top 300 have a luxury trade. Um, I'm definitely moving on. In fact, without hesitation, you've got to you've got to be make the big call now. And um, I think the time's right. Collingwood, Scott Pendlebury. Maypies are going to rely heavily on him to finish the remainder of the season. 99 points in round 13, Jeb, and he is unique. He's definitely unique. Um, it was against North Melbourne, but I find Pendlebury can be a bit up and down and, and the ceiling's not as high. So I'll be targeting those mids with the higher ceilings. For those that don't know, still side bottom has played his last game for Collingwood. He is heading home. He's likely done for the home and away season, Jep. 
yeah um good luck to him on the birth of his um child and yeah we've just got to trade him out and he's got plenty of currency so it's not as if we can't do anything with him Brody Grundy he's resting late in games either forward or on a bench chip that is clearly noteworthy yeah, but I don't think it's obviously forever. So they went in with the three tools last week, and I felt like it was a management strategy against a weaker opponent in North Melbourne. So team selection this week, they'll run with the traditional two, whether it be Grunds, Grundy and Cameron or Grundy and Cox, who knows. But I think, yeah, he gets back to more midfield time and better scores. On to Essendon, Andrew McGrath, 71.2 average from his last five. Sounds like there's a move-on trade right here, Jep. Yeah, definitely, again, um, you know, if I were to compare Doherty and McGrath, you'd probably go McGrath first because you can do more with him as a midfielder. Um, so definitely move on McGrath. Sam Draper, Bell Chambers will miss the next two games with a knee injury. Draper was pretty much solo ruck in round 13 for 79 points, Jep. Yeah, really, really good too. So um, running at R2, there'll be a few of our listeners running with him at R2. Um, and I think that's that's a reasonable option when if they've got other problems. And look, he's got a break even of negative eight too, which is, you know, it's it's precious at these times trying to generate cash. On to Zach Merritt, 100.8 points from his last four games, Jep. He's currently at 796k. Yeah, he um he to me just keeps on getting the ball on the outside. Um, I've seen it all year. We've seen it all year. It's it's continuing, and his ownership's only at five percent. It's almost um a bit crazy on our behalf not having him um in our team. So definite um safe uh, premium. Onto Fremantle, Luke Ryan, 89.2 from his last five. What's not to like here, Jep? Not much when he's vying for All-Australian and he's had the buy too, So and he does have that high ceiling. So I definitely like the Luke Ryan pick. Nat five, he's down to 660K. He's averaged 82 points in his three previous games prior to that 55 points in round 13. Your thoughts, Jep? Again, that comes with five, doesn't it? You know, he, he attracts attention and we're going to have those up and down. So, you know, last week wasn't ideal for his owners and you just don't know what you're going to get week to week. So, if you, again, if you can move him on, you definitely try to. Michael Walters, a couple of games back in the team with poor scores. However, he's playing mostly forward jet. Can he go back into that midfield? Uh, I, I wouldn't see it happening in the next week or two, but you would think after that, yeah, definitely, especially, again, condensed fixture, management of loads of players, he would definitely get more of a run. On to Geelong, Mitch Duncan, 99.3 points from his last six games, 87.8 average is good enough for that round 15 by upcoming jet. Oh, absolutely. Um, we we lock him in for sure, and he, he put it on the board quickly at the end of the, the game last weekend. Interesting one here, Patrick Dangerfield, an important score in round 14 is upcoming for sure. He's carrying an 80 average, again heading into that round 15 by for Geelong. So yeah, that low av- well, lowish average for a primo defend- uh, midfielder. Um, and then I think more about him and how his role will be in this condensed fixture and how Geelong have done a superb job, I must say, in managing the loads of all their stars. So you would think Patrick Dangerfield spends time forward in, you know, uh, uh, week to week and 
probably 70-30 split forward um, going, you know, in the middle of that condensed fixture. So it, anything can happen, um, and he's not a prima I would want in my eight mids right now. Cam Guthrie, apart from the 46 points in round 11, he's on fire. Cats by in round 15 with his current 85 average. Your thoughts? Yeah, like him. Love him. Um, him and Meling- Menengola um, just doing... Yeah, those second-tier midfielders for Geelong that keep on keeping on. Tom Stewart, 80.3 average from his last five. However, 69.2 average with that round 15 by Jep. That's a concern. Yeah, huge concern. Um, what we need to do is just monitor that next week. I think the dogs this weekend, he'll, he'll have another decent score. But if you can pre-plan a future trade with Stewart for next round, then um, try to. Okay, on to Jack Stephen. And in out of that team, Jeb, too high a risk for me for another managed game, potentially. Yeah, no, for sure. We 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 know how Geelong operate. They don't muck around. Um, and, yeah, it's far too risky. Zero risk policy at the Cats. Okay, on to Gold Coast. Hugh Greenwood, definitely one worth considering to move on with a current 76.6 average, Jeb. Yeah, we can't do all these. Pre- we can't move them all on at once. Obviously, um, it's just who who takes his place, and you're targeting players that have had the buy already. So, yeah, Greenwood's one of those players. Anyone anyone with an under or an average under 80 is has got the, you know, they're on notice, so to speak. I'm going to wrap these two defenders up in one hit. Jack Lacocious and Jack Bowers, 66 average. At round 15 is too low for Lukosius and just a little bit above that, 66.7 points uh, for Bose at round 15. Both too low to trade in, I think, for this week. And then you'll hit them up for the round 15 budget. Yeah, for sure. Definitely avoid them um, because if we run into problems later, you're going to be stuck with a mediocre score. JWS Giants, Nick Haynes. The Giants have turned around their negative inside 50 differential in recent weeks, Jep which was a concern, but the scoring still should be okay for Haynes. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't mind Haynes at all. Watched him closely last week at the Eagles game, and he looks pretty pretty um, fit and free-flowing. So, yeah, don't mind the pick. He's, they've already had the bye, obviously. Josh Kelly, unique and 100 average over his last five games, Jep. Yep, he's a star. Again, these gut runners... <laughs> even love it more, this second round of condensed fixture. So expect um, Kelly to dominate. Tim Tarano, after two games with a 104.5 average, he's averaged just 60 points from his last two, Jep. Yeah, poor poor return. Um, and hopefully against Fremantle, though, he will bounce back this week. Um, again, I watched him closely against West Coast. He just sort of in and around it. It's just not, not as... Um, not as hungry, I think is the word, as he was last year. Stephen Cornelio, higher ownership and declining scores, Jep. Look, again, he's probably, because of his high ownership in that, you know, the highly ranked teams, him and Doherty are the two that I would look to move on. I don't think you lose any sleep getting rid of Cornelio. Zach Williams, we know he can score definitely. 589k is definitely value for me. Your thoughts? Yeah, um... And he commands the ball too. They 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 look to give it to him, which is which is more important. So um, he's coming, just working into full fitness from his injury rose earlier this year. Um, I love it. I love the pick. 
And just on Jake Riccardi there, as you mentioned earlier, 218k forward with a minus 25 break even. He's the downgrade target for this week, Jeff. Yeah, you really can't miss him. You've really got to have, if you didn't trade in Riccardi last week, you've really got to bring him in this week. Um, Well, assuming you've got cash generation problems, I think it's a given, and especially with GDRS's run, that he'll probably... What a hundred grand in in the next two to three weeks. So that's that's priceless. So definitely try and bring him in if you can. Onto Hawthorne, James Warple, ninety six average from his last three. No Omira for at least the next one to two games, Jeb. That's important. Yeah, and that that bolsters his scores as well as Titch. So um, yeah, Warple. If you, you'd only pick one out of Titch and Warple, I wouldn't have both in the same team though. The way Hawthorne are going, so you'd probably just have Mitchell. Will Day, still okay at D6 for me, especially for those just still finishing their team? Yep, um, he's doing the job, very much so. So, yeah, depending on who your other starting rooks are, obviously Day um, has the has the pedigree and, and the reputation from the last couple of weeks to score out decent. So, And, look, I, I'm just amazed how confident he looks out there. He um, He's definitely going to be a player of the future. For sure. Onto Ben McAvoy, obviously got some interest here with his price tag at 471k. The option is right there, especially if Hawthorne play without Segler in the upcoming rounds. Your thoughts, Chip? Yeah, again, it's another we're getting buggered around with these rucks a little bit. Um, you know, Gorney coming back with the high break even, it's not ideal. So yeah, you look to these sort of players. Um, to be fair, if you've had if you've got Draper at R three, I'd run Draper at R two until you're confident of where you're going to head with your your permanent um, R two. So, just depends on the scenario for each each coach, really. Yeah, and that all stems from the Max Gorn injury, where people have gone with their rush chip. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, for one, you know, I've I've tried to be a bit bold with the, with the move, um, and it hasn't panned out. So, and, and that's good for the game. It was good for the for um, the shift in rankings, uh, for sure. On to Melbourne, Angus Brayshaw. He got there very late in round 13. As expected, he was a monster trading target for high-ranked teams last week, Jeff. Yeah, so um, for obvious reasons, the role was still there um, last week, even though he got there late with the scores. So um, you can't go wrong at 600k. On to Max Gorn. If he gets through training on Wednesday, he said he'll play in round 14, Jeff. Yeah, no, that's looking likely. So, what do you do with this? Do we do we trust that he's 100% fully fit? Probably not. His shoulder can be a burden as a ruckman. We know that he's got a high break even 134. Gee whiz, it's going to take someone highly ranked to to, to trade him in straight out. Um, I, I think the signs are, are to avoid, especially this week and monitor for next week. That might seem like a safe bet, but oh, the penalty is he's 920,000. It's just too big at this time of the year. Yeah, I'd put him on my watch list, and their last three games for the Demons are quite good at the ruck position. So I see how he goes for a couple of weeks, and then you've got the option at a cheaper price to trade him in. Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, oh, look, and many have Draper just sitting at R3, so that's the perfect substitute this week. Um, he plays Hawthorne, so McAvoy, how he does, he's probably got his confidence sky high, and I, I would expect Essendon to be pretty competitive in that game, um, so, and including Draper, so back him in. Okay, on to Clayton Oliver. 
871k with a break even of 114. He's definitely a watch list candidate as his price will start to drop. Chip. Yes, so um, that, that is an interesting interesting one because he's he's still got. Look, I think he's vying for all Australia and some personal pride and see where Melbourne go this year. Um, they're on the brink of finals too. So still a lot to play for and Oliver's got a big part. On to North Melbourne, Luke McDonald. That role couldn't be any better, Jep. He's got a 72.4 average right now with a round 15 by ahead. But that, again, that role is absolutely pure. Your thoughts? Yep, I uh, can't agree more, but it's um, it's going to have to wait till round 16, I think. I, um, I'm a bit stubborn sometimes, but mm. look, it, it's it's a tough one again. Who does he play this week, Pete? Where, where do, who do North play? Let's like if we analysed it for one week, I think it's again if he if he bought, even if he scores an 80, it's not not the return he needs. So mm. those players with high ceilings, I think it's an obvious um, round 16 for non-owners. On to Luke Davies Uniaki. He's a decent midfield forward bench cover upgrade right now, Jeff. Again, that's just a bench cover upgrade uh, for potential laid outs. Obviously, his current midfield usage is quite promising right now, Jeff. Yeah, that's right. Um, look, I'd be surprised with all the shifts and movements that coaches could have that sort of luxury to, to, to have that, to do that move. Um I would much rather personally move on a, a Doherty or a, or a Cornelia as an example to um to to yeah burn that trade so to speak. So um look Davies Uniac yeah midfield times there um and he's growing into the role with each year that he plays and it's probably one for next year that I it's one of those mid prices we're all going to target. Jed Anderson, he's absolutely smashed it once his centre bounces returned a few weeks ago. He's averaged 97.8 points from his last five games, Jep. Yeah, and he was a catalyst in, in North getting up early in that game against Collingwood last night. So you, you know Ray Shaw's going to keep him there as long as the form's there. So oh, that unique midfield is, could, could pay dividends and, again, massively high ceiling. Jai Simkin. He might be one to let go with a 74.4 average with a round 15 by Jep. Yeah, it's it's going to sting um, a little bit, but um, it just depends where you're at uh, with other players. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't get rid of him this week. I think, again, his midfield role and against Gold Coast, there's um, there's a bit to play out. One, to, one for next week, maybe. Yeah, that's the issue, though. You're going to have to make that trade before the start of round 15. Yeah, and it's it's all about planning ahead. And look, there's there's Adelaide players that we're all looking to bring in, and Brisbane players that we could bring in as well from from the following week of, of these buys. So, um, and then you know there's other teams: Hawthorne, Carlton, GWS, West Coast, Frio. So there's plenty to pick from from that that bunch. Okay, on to Port Adelaide. Scott Lysette. It was solid for 73 points in round 13. Jep, your thoughts on him? No, I couldn't do it. I um, <clears throat> as as he's a bruiser, as a ruckman, um, not a big possession getter or um or anything like that. So I couldn't I couldn't bring him in. Going to wrap these two up in uh just a simple comment on each. Travis Boak, 103 point average from his last three, but 82 point average for the season with a round 15 buy. And Tom Rockliffe. Three of his last five games have been 100 points plus, 
85.3 average with a round 15 buy. So both low to mid 80 average. Jeb, your thoughts on both? Uh, given their age, where the condensed fixture is going, especially Bohe, you'll probably spend some more time at half forward flank when when the pinch comes. And again, Port Adelaide got to be smart heading into finals where where um, they're looking to be, and they'll you know they're likely to finish top four. So um, I think their scores are going to be volatile, both of them. On to Richmond, Jaden Short, just 56 points in man 13, definitely a trade out right now, Jeb. Yep, for sure. He um, he did his job for, for owners. It's time to get rid of him. Basho Hawley, well below par in his return to football with just 42 points. A huge price drop is incoming. Definitely on the watch list for me, though. Oh, yeah, definitely watch him and, and see how he goes. And when the Richmond have their buy, then he, he, we can sweep him up. On to Dustin Martin. Definitely a forward option still, Jeb. Oh, for sure. Like he's he's doing the job, and he was he hit the hundred mark last week, I believe, from memory. So, look, Dusty's Dusty, and um, with Richmond vying again for top four, they're going to be pushing pretty hard. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes this week against West Coast, given they haven't really tagged much this season. So, um, I expect another big score from him this week. Richmond play Adelaide in the last game of their season, so that may be one for Dusty to be targeted. Okay, on to St Kilda. Rowan Marshall still getting it done. 83 points from his last six, with a 77 average heading into a round 15 buy. Are you any bit interested on that 77 average into a buy, Jeff? Yeah, I don't mind it because of where all the R2s are at. Like, mm. we're, it's... The R2 is a special position, so yeah, Marshall at that, you'd probably take it. Jack Bytel, he can be moved over to bench cover only at this stage, Chip. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he keeps getting games and generates some cash, but um, good young player uh, and finding his feet week to week and improving week to week. Jack Steele, 90.3 average with a round 15 boy upcoming. He's a definite target for me, Chip. Yeah, and me too. Um, loving his newfound role. Um, not not the tagger anymore, and he's got the license to, to win the footy. So, yeah, good luck to him. He's He looks like he's enjoying his footy as well. On to Sydney, Jackson Thurlow. Just wasn't used enough out of defence in round 13. He's worth a close watch again in round 14, Jep. He is, um, and again, Sydney have had the buy, so you don't have that issue um, or concern going forward. So um, still a little bit of cash generation to make. You obviously are striving to, to bring in a primo if you don't have Thurlow, though. On to Jake Lloyd. Four scores over 100 in his last five games. If you don't have him, he's a must, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's always been a must and always will be a must. Next year, we'll, we'll talk about him being a must-have. So um, how long he can keep doing this is anyone's guess. He just is the quarterback for Sydney and they love giving him the ball and that's the way they play. So, yeah, much to like. On to Dylan Stevens. As on-field teams are now getting to the stage of being fully complete, he's decent bench cover at 415k. Jeb, your thoughts? Yeah, again, but for current owners though, I'd um, I'd definitely keep him if if that's a luxury. Um, you, you can be pretty confident he'll uh, from the normal rookie score of 40 or below. Um, you think he can punch out a 50 plus um, week to week. Okay, over to your West Coast Eagles, Jeb, and they are definitely on a streak right now. Luke Shuey, however, 
couldn't get into the game in round 13, he's definitely not an option for me, and he's also a potential rest as well. Yeah, no, you can't you can't run with him because it's um it's who bobs up. I've said this before. It's if it's not sure you one week, it would be Kelly or Gaff, and and vice versa. So yeah, definitely avoid Shuey. And speaking of rest, there's every chance that Nick Natnui could get one over the closing rounds of the season, Jet. You can put your house on it. Um, definitely going to happen. And then Bailey Williams might finally debut, but don't ex- I don't expect actually Hickey to to give him the chop out rest. Um, so look, yeah, he is dominating the league in the scuts. Um, and, yeah, he'll be coughing the rest. There won't be any mucking around with Nick Natanui, trust me. He absolutely smashed it last week, didn't he? Oh, it's just – it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, you know, and Mumford is not a, um, a soft ruckman, so yeah. he, he matched it in that aspect, and, and Mummy actually didn't know what to do with him. So, um, yeah, it's – Look, he's hoping he can get that All-Australian nod. Um, a couple of Ruckman have been down on form given their, you know, role changes or rests or, you know, and all that kind of thing where, where Nick's rest is more bench time and, and his on-field time is, is reduced. So um, it's working perfectly for West Coast right now. Let's hope they can continue it on. Um, but for Nick Nadanoi's sake and the top bloke that he is, and that needs to be discussed too, um, he's hoping he can have some personal accolades added to his already, um, I think he's got one All-Australian jumper already. Yeah, he's into me definitely at this stage, and I don't think I'll be changing that opinion. Okay, on to Andrew Gaff here, just a bit of a lesson. He peaked at 8.75k, Jep, it was a few weeks ago. He's now down to 7.33k, I hate to mention it. Oh, thank, thanks for the reminder, mate. Yeah, um, I had a choice between Gaff and Neil, and I went with Gaff. Ironically, Gaff was more expensive than Neil at the time. And, uh, yeah, the joke's on me. So, look, I still think Gaff can add value now. Eagles, he didn't have the greatest form in the first hub at the Gold Coast, but I think you learn a lot um, and you learn some lessons. And playing Richmond this week, they'll let him go um, and they'll just go head on, head-to-head with every West Coast midfielder. So you bank... you. I'll, Basically, bank an 85 plus, I think, this week. At 733k, definitely a target for me. Okay, onto the Western Bulldogs, Marcus Bontempelli. Back to back 100 point games, Jep. He's now 770k with a low of 664k in back in round 10. Your thoughts? Again, thanks for the reminder. Started with Bont round one and it didn't end up too great. But yeah, look, he. he Bulldogs are peaking, and this is what I sort of anticipated pre-season. I thought they were all they all bought into Beveridge's um, plan, and and they're all a unit together and playing together, and they're definitely back. And I can see the camaraderie amongst the team and led by their captain. So he's going to continue leading from the front, but Geelong will um, put a lot of attention into him, and um, I don't expect a huge score this week. This is the player for me for a t- trading target, Jep, and his name is Lockie Hunter. He has a 93.6 average with a round 15 boy upcoming. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's um, it's a good get. And again, Lockie has had his um, indifferences this season with off-field issues and come to play and, and play for his teammates. So um, that average ticks a huge box for those looking for a unique primo midfielder. Josh Dunkley. That ruck roll continued last round. Bevo said this week, we feel like it's helping us. It's worth keeping a close eye on this role. Maybe 
potentially just for next year, Jeff? Yeah, it's it, we can't touch dunks this year. I think it's too risky. Um, obviously, if you had a, a choice between Dunkley and, and Lockie, um, you'd be picking Lockie Hunter. So, um, yeah, that's an obvious one. Tim English played a fair bit forward around 13. Time to move on for those still holding Jeff. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he did come under that injury cloud. So how he comes out of that is is interesting, and he's probably not immune to a rest either. A name probably not familiar with many as an option is Bailey Williams. Not 79.8 average from his last six games, but a 66.5 season average heading into a round 15 by is a concern, Jet. It is. Um, he's definitely one to watch for next year, um, where where he sort of average and starting price will land next year. Um, but he's taken the reins as a bit more of a running half back, and um, and he's getting the ball a lot more. So interesting to see how his role has developed this season and what that means for next year. Okay, on to some ownership numbers from the top 25 ranked coaches. We're going to hit up the defenders first, Jep. So here we go. Doherty, 96 percent average owned Lloyd 88 Stewart 56 which is an increase of 20 percent from round 12 Laird at 52 percent that's up 28 percent Crisp 40 percent it's seen a decline of 12 percent Thurlow 40 percent Smith that is Adelaide Smith at 40 percent Ridley 24 percent and within 24 percent and obviously the two most traded out last week were Houston and Sicily. Your thoughts on those defenders, Jip? Mm, so we've got a couple there with, with questionable averages, but again, it's the 96% Doherty ownership that someone with, with guts can um, offload and, and potentially make a, a game-winning move. Um, so, yeah, oh, look, that's what I'd be doing if I had a luxury trade. On to the midfielders. Okay, we've got Mitchell at 92%, Neil 84%, Angus Brayshaw seen an increase of 68% this round, Jep, and he moved up to 76%. That was a monster trading target. As mentioned earlier, McRae 64%, Taylor Adams 60%, Canelio 56%, which is a decline of 24% from last round, Duncan 48%, Gaff 40% still, Danger 32%, McGrath seeing a decline right now. He's at 28%. It's a decline of 24% from last round. And that's what that's what we've got for the midfield. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, no surprises really. Even with the Brayshaw increase, um, it's it's targeting those value picks that can, can hit the high scores. So how that this sort of plays out, um, I think that continues. You know, the Guthrie, I'm surprised I didn't see Guthrie in there potentially or a Menangola. I thought they had their case to be to be selected as a point of difference um, and maybe that's still to come. On to the Ruck, Grundy at 88%, Goldstein 32%, O'Brien still low at 20%, Draper at 20% on field, Marshall 16%, good to see a bit of an increase there, Rich 4%, English 4%, Natnui 4%, and just a couple more, 4% there. So Grundy and Goldstein are the most popular combo in that top 25, Jep. Yep, and I still think there's movement in this. So this this will change week to week, absolutely no doubt. Um, I hope I hope Goldie can continue his good form. I um, I just worry about his age and, and what, you know, Reshaw did with him 
avoiding some centre bounce and t- uh, centre bounce attendances a couple of weeks back. So that'll be on the back of some coaches' minds and how they deal with that. But by then, who knows? Gorn plays back into form, or you know, Riley O'Brien. Brian is just too good to say no to. So I think that R2 spot is definitely creating waves in these top 25 and top rank teams. Okay, on to the forwards. Petrarca is 100%. Got a little bit of ownership in that midfield. Whitfield, 92%. Bailey Smith, 84%. Simpkins, 72%. And Drew Brayshaw for Fremantle, 72%. And we've got Greenwood, 56%. Dusty at 32%. Zorko, 28% 28% in forward line, 20% in the midfield there, so at 48%. And side bottom, 12%, so there's a movement there, obviously, with side bottom finishing up his home and away season, Chip. Yeah, so that will obviously continue, and then it's what we just spoke about before, do, do players get rid of a sink in, um, in, in his upcoming, um, if it's this week or next week with a lower average, again, this strategy is going to be very interesting to play out. So... I think Zorko, with the buy this week, his ownership jumps next week, obviously, because he'll be probably the first forward target trading. Okay, good pod, Jep. Uh, we'll return next week for episode 48. Uh, the podcast schedule, again, will feature on Tuesday nights for the remainder of this season. And that's it for episode 47, Jep. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, guys.